0: They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you. All about you. To episode Hello, nine. How's it going, boys? It's episode nine of uh P and B. We'll call it P and B. People probably start that doesn't really I guess that kind of works out. P and B. But whatever. Um anyway, here we are. I guess we'll just go right into it. Uh real quick. This is the free first hour. If you're listening to the free hour and you want to listen to the second half, which will be posted behind the paywall, go to the right slash paywall, get a subscription. If you are listening to the free hour or you're pirating, you can now get a credit card subscription at therightstuff.biz/slash paywall. So jump on that and uh, let's do the show. So
1: it's very easy. By the way, it's very easy because I had somebody who wanted to sponsor a year-long membership and very easy to pull off. I just had to get somebody to accept that and we did so it's uh, oh yeah i mean if
0: you want very, if someone else, if you want to get an account for somebody else like feel free by all means you can do that you yeah. should be able to just work that out yourself like set it up send them the password whatever you know
1: oh yeah we we set that up behind the scenes but we yeah. just because of how easy the credit cards were we, yeah. we were able to get that done within the day so awesome cool so uh
0: i guess the topic on everyone's plate
1: yeah whatever uh <laughs> Is um are we talking about Bushnell?
0: Yeah, yeah. Talking about Aaron Bushnell, um, the United States Air Force. Um, I don't know. Was he an officer, or enlisted? I'm not sure what his rank was or what was going on. Uh, I don't think he was an officer. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he was an airman, as they say, the U.S. airman.
1: Yeah, I see. Who, uh, Information Liberation just calls him an in an airman, and he's pretty. Uh, on top of that stuff so yeah duty. he just said active duty member so.
0: that's the other thing active duty member and so as a result of this now the first thing to say about this is um this is a metapolitical act right it's a political act metapolitical mm-hmm. act it's a classic form of political protest and this is the grounds on which i want to talk about it and analyze it um i think that People that are online – I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about him personally because we have to respond to some things that other people are saying. But I'll say off the bat, like, the discussion that's going on about what his politics were, what he may or may not have been a member of, and whether or not he was mentally ill, these are discussions. And and the reason we're going to talk about this is because we want to use this as teachable moments, learning experiences. We want to explain – What's going on with that? Like, those are basically red herrings. And the thing is, the reason they're effective red herrings is because they're kind of interesting to talk about. It's interesting to speculate about. It's something that occurs to you. Well, what's his personal story? Is he okay mentally? Obviously, somebody that does something as extreme is setting themselves on fire. There's going to be speculation about their mental state. That's understood. But those conversations are helping Jews, and Jews are primarily the ones seeding those conversations online. And the best thing to do... It's frustrate that attempt by refusing to engage in it. Like you, we you talk about it privately with your friends, treat, like treat it as on that. it is. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: the, the thing is, if like, they're if they're leading you down the road of like speculation and stuff, well, you don't know. So just treat it as. it <laughs> yeah. is. That's why I like I like the whole thing of like, well, is somebody being ironic? If are they being sarcastic? Well, why don't you just treat it as is? Right. Treat it at face value. When I look at what you say, I'm just gonna. I don't have
0: time to like delve into your your, your personal history and see like, oh, is this guy actually just being a douchebag or not? Like. I'll just assume what you're saying is what you think. And so one thing's for sure. It was a protest. It was a political protest. He said so. He announced it as such, and then he did it. So that's true no matter what.
1: No matter what else is true, that's true. And you know it's true because the libtards, the neoliberal libtards like Destiny, are what they're taking on all of this is like they're – basically calling it like fruitless ineffectual it's uh voting is better in fact actually that that has been destiny's take is that is uh basically pushing the whole idea like you need to vote for change this doesn't do anything this doesn't mean anything this doesn't affect anything and because destiny you know is actually talking to jews who know what's what you know that this is the take that right well
0: well, destiny is powwowing with jews like destiny is sitting there with, like, orthodox, like, tunnel-type Jews, like, plotting how they can more optically do their genocide. Like, there's videos on YouTube of him doing this. We showed some of it on tedious a couple weeks ago. He is sitting there with these, like, yarmulke, hook, these hook nose like, yarmulke-wearing, like, literal, like, Chabad guys, talking about, like, well, there's probably... He was literally saying this. He was saying, there's probably, like, a ratio of civilian-to-Hamas deaths... That Israel should tar- target. Like, in other words, like, like there's an, they should, they should target like an acceptable ratio of civilians to like so called Hamas fighters and like target that ratio because anything beyond that is like n- not optical.
1: What's funny is that that's the the type of criticism that early twentieth century type uh, writers had a problem with utilitarianism point out about liberalism is like, yeah. ends up being like this whole game theorizing about what's you know what's the acceptable m- number of mass deaths that we're just gonna look he, at he, like,
0: essentially like, that is what he that's the kind of conversation he's sitting there having <clears throat> but it's also like again you can always. Throw this directly back in somebody's face when they say, this was for nothing, this accomplished nothing. Which is like, okay, so what are you doing? Because Destiny is talking online. In other words, he's making statements. Why do you make statements? Well, people that theorize about metapol and I'm not even saying that this is wrong, okay? I'm not even saying this is wrong because I, yeah. I think this is true. It's, there's different types of politics, metapolitics, and discourse-based politics, and changing narratives and stuff is one type of political activism. I used to shit on that. Um, I used to shit all over like the online activism, metapolitics stuff, but that was, a, that was sort of in service of NJP stuff that we were doing that because we wanted people to get involved with the NJP. But the fact is, without significant previous discourse shifting, NJP would never have come into existence and uh because you wouldn't you just wouldn't have any followers right <laughs> so uh but I think you know inevitably like there you have to be talking, doing discourse shifting narrative changing discussion like it's not, it's also the kinds of people that say like oh like you're just sitting these drinking club dude p- politic political drinking clubs like change the world, my friend. Like pe- people that sit there in drinking clubs, like talking about politics, like that is something that <laughs> that has an effect long term. So when you are someone that's saying like we're doing meta politics, we're changing discourse, we're moving over to windows and narrative, and you say like this guy didn't do anything, it doesn't even matter what you think of it. Like you could hate him, you could think he's a retard, but it's obviously he changed some discourse somewhere. Right, He's obviously changing – he made everybody talk about it. it massive arguments and debates threw up around it. It made Jews extremely uncomfortable. They have to go out there and absolutely run cover and try and cover up the fact that this was a political protest act based on like very real things that are happening. Uh, what What are some of the things they say? Oh, it doesn't do anything. It's like he's a oh, typical libtard dying for random brown people somewhere else in the world. It's, like, it's not random. There's no randomness to this, like yeah. if you know if maybe if he was like oh no like Af- Bill Gates is like vaccinating African kids let me burn my that, then you could but that's not it's not just some oh. random brown people. I have an anecdote for you. For
1: you here, yeah, okay. <clears throat> the Japanese writer Yukio Mishima. Yeah, he's got a very complicated, problematic history. Like a lot of people like to point this out of his aspects, but we are almost 70 years now from his bizarre, politically theatrical aesthetic suicide. And people are... Still talking about it and it's resident now more now than it was at the time that he did that. And the creators of the movie Mishima A Life in Four Chapters right. talk about this aspect because they talked with Japanese people who had been like in the within the acting sphere who had been left wingers during Mishima's time. And Mishima was a very perplexing figure. For them because he had claimed that he went into the right wing because the left wing is, was full, which was kind of like his ironic statement about how he, if he wanted to be seen if he wanted to be noticed, he had to go where there were fewer people so that he could make a statement for himself. But what blew all of these people away is that he was making a, an aesthetic political statement with his suicide, and that was more – like especially if you analyze it as the fruitless, stupid gesture, it was still more than what any of them were willing to do for the supposed beliefs that they had, which were much more coherent and cogent and more relevant. Well, he still killed himself for what he absolutely believed. And this shook the Japanese left. This absolutely shook people who were involved in this because none of them were willing to go to the extent that Mishima – Was willing to go, and they've still grappled with this question. What about what about Bobby Sands?
0: Like we could talk about Bobby Sands. Exactly, Bobby Sands. Exactly, right. Like it's it's the same. It's this very very similar thing. I mean, and why? Frankly, we could talk about Navalny. The difference was for Navalny was fake. Like Navalny's hunger strike was fake. It was set up. It wasn't real. He wasn't doing it. He had organized with the Russian authorities to give him like a a a nutrient trip, a nutrient IV drip, and he just wasn't eating solid foods. And he also staged like phony protests like, without telling the people that went to the protests that that he was actually fine, and, like, this also, like, severely affected his credibility, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, like, why would the... Why would this this gay CIA agent guy, Alexei Navalny, even fake a hunger strike? He faked it because those kinds of things have a metapolitical impact. They tell a story. Bobby Sands was a real hunger strike. He died. And that had an impact. Now... You could say, well, the side for which the guy did the self-sacrifice, the hunger strike, the the self-immolation, whatever, that didn't win in the end. But sometimes it wins. Sometimes it doesn't
1: win. It's not like there's another attitude where it's like, we're, we're still people if people about think it, there's like a key, the thing, like they, cause that's the, aunt, the they, idea. Co- people think, comb through Bobby Sands and Yukio Mishima's life and try to find like, oh, like he was gay or he was mentally dude, ill or all this stuff. But we're still talking about what they did, right? And and the thing is, it's like who
0: who really gives a shit like there was no one pretends like there wasn't an issue and so these kinds of acts are political acts are making political statements and inevitably they affect discourse that's why people do them um and it it does cause problems like bobby sands absolutely caused problems for the british like that that act that he did like caused them problems like they that was a bad look for them right and, um, so yeah, it's just like, I mean, just pretending that these, that, that it, that it doesn't mean anything and saying of all things like voting is more impactful. That is, I'm, I'm going to have to like, just say no to that. <laughs> yeah. Like you could not vote and everything would be like any one individual, any one individual cannot vote. And th- it literally will not change the result for any one person. Right. So if we're talking about, cause this was a singular act, it wasn't a group act. So we're talking about an act that one person can do. Voting is negligible. It non- it's, it's doesn't exist, right? You have to be doing voting with millions of others or it doesn't matter. Your vote, if you and you alone skip out on the vote, nothing changes. Literally nothing. No vote is ever won by one vote in America. I mean, there might be some random elections here or there that have, but no election in, in, for any major office has been decided by one vote. So you not voting doesn't change literally anything. Uh, but if you do something like this, remember, because it's a solo act, that's how you have to analyze it. Not in terms of like, oh, one guy burning himself alive isn't as effective as like ten million people voting. Okay, fine, but we're talking about ten million people, not one. So for what this guy, the bang for the for the buck you get out of this kind of thing, and I'm not suggesting anybody go do this, by the way, <laughs> or, or anything
1: like it. Well, but like I'll, the point I'll, is, I'll offer an olive branch to right wingers who are having trouble understanding this because they only see it through the lens of like of a, of a partisan thing i mean rich russell sky king his his suicide was an act of political despair the whole i'm just a white guy thing yeah, yeah, resonated yeah. with people people still talk about it and i've seen people comb through rich russell's life it's like oh he was a piece of shit he left a wife behind and like it's uh he was mentally ill or didn't mean anything but it still resonates. People are still talking about him. It, it still matters to people. Like this is, right. I mean, the whole re- Christianity is born out of the idea of like martyrdom. that uh, yes, seems know. To outsider people being adjacent to mental illness.
0: Well, it's also look, someone martyred themselves to fight Jews. Look at that, and that's yeah. like our the, yeah. your entire religion is based on that.
1: <laughs> I, I don't care that he did it for quote unquote the wrong reasons because people are coming through his supposed that doesn't media that doesn't history. really matter. Like, he. He followed through on what he actually believed and in a society like America. That matters a lot. It doesn't matter what the ideology is. The idea, like, an, the idea of an American dying for what they actually believe in is a- actually quite it was very, unusual. It's very remarkable. But again, it's also like it doesn't really
0: matter because he didn't die to advance any of that leftist dumb shit. Unless you want to just categorize like being well, anti-Israel as leftist, but that doesn't count. Like no, because there, well, because you can be anti-Israel from any perspective.
1: Yeah, well, I've I've, I've even seen some of these uh, Twitter influencer types basically saying like claiming like well, actually, be he did die. I, I forgot what it was like. I saw a post basically of this person saying like, well, uh, by killing himself, he actually did die for Israel. I don't know. They're, they're making some kind of convoluted thing. Uh, oh, because it's like I one think- less anti-Israel person like alive something like that I, don't, I couldn't understand what the point he was trying to make basically it was it was gloating and laughing at his death yeah, so yeah well, of course obviously yeah, obviously but the, obviously. But the
0: other thing is when depressing. you gloat and you laugh at this um without i mean if, if you're gonna like just admit like if you're just against it just to say i'm, I'm against what he did i don't like that he did that because i'm, I'm yeah. against what he did like i'm against the, say, the thing yeah. he did it for right which is like okay Fine. Yeah, he wasn't one. Of, he was. He wasn't one of us. I'm glad he's dead. Okay, Something like uh, that, right? And so, but it's like, but 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 like again, I, it's a it's a brutal cope to say it didn't have any effect. I saw a take, which I agreed with, which said like, what this is now doing is this means that um, the U.S. military has got a big problem on their hands because they've they've effectively purged you know, like right wing political people. I don't think they really have. I think though they've they've tried to, you know, they, they did the they attempted to do that after January 6th and stuff. They kind of backed off of that. But again, they they instituted essentially political monitoring and censorship based on like right wing beliefs in the military. They're now going to have to do it for left wing beliefs. And and frankly, yeah. Jews can't really trust anybody right now. Like that's the, that's also a great outcome of this is that jews can't trust anybody they don't really trust i mean they don't trust right-wingers uh they don't trust younger white people at all leftists or right-wing they don't trust them at all because odds are like (laughs) that person has some kind of anti-jewish or anti-semitic or anti-israel belief system right because the the ones on the right are anti are anti-semitic and the ones on the left are anti-zionist which amounts to the same thing but whatever uh, so they don't. They well, that's don't. Why, really, that's why you
1: have Michael Rappaport appealing on the whole uh homosexuality thing because like it's yeah. a, there's an association like that. Younger people are into this, and that's why he's making that appeal based on that. Right. Well, like you said, they, they they you'll find
0: a Zionism for everyone. Right. Like the the people early on trying to do the thing, which again that this uh was soundly defeated. Like the, these people were soundly defeated in in the argument, the the sort of online space, the discourse in this. The idea that, like, I'm not going to be for uh, Palestine because, like, uh, Muslim refugees and maybe if we side with Israel, they'll, like, have buyer's remorse on the Muslim refugees to the West. And it's like, one, we've gone through ad nauseum, ad infinitum that, like, no, legitimately, like, the Zionist plan is to export them to the West. And the people trying to do, like, the um, Spencer Quinn and Brandon Martinez and Thultide types, like, they – they lost a lot of credibility because it's like you can't the argument not just that like um that it won't actually work like this appeal to jews won't actually work which it has not worked like it has not changed a single thing like not a single person has even been deported um all it's done is increase like political um you know uh surveillance and and censorship and stuff like that About Zionist stuff. Uh, So it hasn't changed anything in terms of immigration or refugees, but also like they're just denying the fundamental fact that like they're actively supporting the political cause that is bringing those refugees. And the final point here is also like you can find a Zionism for everyone like if you 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 see in some places jews appeal to leftists being like you think that the jews in israel are white but they're really brown and then they go to white nationalists or right-wingers and like the jews in israel are white and they're fighting brown people you know what i mean like they, they'll they tell you both stories thing, like yeah
1: one thing they'll always say like to try and mock people like us is that you know we're giving out like we're holding out a hand to these people that they claim will never uh reciprocate but you know, how many Jews commemorate Brevik who made Zionist appeals compared yeah. to the fact that Hamas has made a statement on Bushnell or to Rachel Corey, who we're still like in terms like saying like fruitless, like throwing your life away. We're still talking about Rachel Corey. Well, look at what you look, think about this. Think about this. OK, so the
0: Palestinians, as you said, have Rachel a street Corey
1: has streets named after right. her in Palestine.
0: And, and all the Palestinians did like a tribute to Aaron Bushnell, uh, like all the Palestinian channels that I follow uh, did this. But think about this. Who's been better for Israel and Jews than like Donald Trump and look at what they do to him.
1: How many white nationalists have Jews commemorated that do white nationalism plus Jews? How many of them get, Right, like, where's like, the, 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 monument, the monument, to
0: monument
1: to Ramsey Paul? That, right. Yeah. Yeah, where's the yeah, where's the reciprocity? Where where's the in Israel the, where is the monument to Jews? Where's where's like the Thule Tide appreciation plaque? Or
0: where's the, the
1: where's... <laughs> Is Wait, you, you'll <laughs> If you're like a sla- if you're like a slavish conservative to Zionism, like uh, Dave Valera from ireland was like in a forest named after you but that's about it the, you have to do
0: an extreme level of butgoism to get anything from jews like you have to be like franklin delano roosevelt here right like you have yeah. to be like up there like you have to yeah. literally President have destroyed United, half the President world
1: ireland something like
0: that Yeah, you have to have like destroyed half the planet on behalf of jews in order for them to like you you know what i mean like otherwise they're just like okay whatever going i'm like again it's it's just it's also like yeah they're they're, they're also fundamentally it's so funny like you're you're oh you've extended a hand to someone who who like that's also just a lie and they tell that to um they tell that to people because it it sounds like plausible because it's sort of like reflecting themselves back at themselves like you would never extend a hand to anybody so we're going to just tell you these people never would do it and you'll like assume that they're just
1: like you right it's frustrating because they're tapping into these antisocial tendencies that they've engineered and programmed into people. Yes, so yes. Frustrating and it's just it. like – just, and it's also like
0: I get sick of like lying and acting and play acting to the point where it's like, no. And I've decided in, in – like I'm never doing that ever again. Like I'm, I'm just – usually I'm not really known for doing it anyway. Um. Pretty well. I'd like to always say what I think, but sometimes I hold back. Sometimes I hold back for worries about like, oh, there's going to be this section of retards that I don't want to get them all fucking excited coming after me. Like I don't want. I just don't want to poke this this stupid hornet's nest of retards over here. I'm just like, who cares? I'm just going to say what I want. And and frankly, like, let's be like honest. Like, I don't. The acting, like the whole like I'm I'm in the extremely online, like callous, like I don't care about kids getting blown up shit, I'm just like just see I it's just contemptible to me. It's just contemptible. Like it's not true. If it is true, then you're like a fucking if you, weirdo. If you,
1: if you if you do that <clears throat> and you say also talk about red pilling the normies, like then I just don't believe you actually talk to normal people. No, you're just you're playing a role. You're playing a character online when you do that. When you when you say like
0: I don't care about um, like a bunch of kids getting blown up by bombs, uh, or I'm unaffected by this, or, or I'm unconcerned with this, you know, because they're brown or something like that's a, that's an you're acting. That's not no one's really like that. Like you're not even really like that. Or if you are, you're just so alienated that you don't see it even as real. It's just a, it's just like a it's like it's like something that's on a screen and you do a react to it as part of a bit you're doing. Like you're not actually looking at it in terms of the real world so when people actually and also i also don't believe that people like lacked you know maybe some do maybe some are just like dumb enough that they don't get it but i think a lot of people looking at the aaron Bushnell thing as soon as they said i saw it, understood exactly what was going on i understood exactly what was going on and i knew like okay this guy's probably a leftist and i also knew there's going to be people that are going to make that an issue when that's not really an issue for me because the issue for me is like what ultimately like in the end when he killed himself, the target was my enemies. The people that are destroying my country, the people that are destroying Palestine, those are the people he made life hard for. So, why should I? And it's also funny because you have, there's so many elements of like all the pretenses, all the pretenses of like the extremely online right winger go by the wayside when like Jews are in trouble. Where's your Machiavellianism? Right? Why not be Machiavellian?
1: Let's say maybe you just don't actually care that much about Aaron Bushnell. I can understand why someone would have that feeling. Yeah, maybe, maybe you see him as an anti-white piece of shit because you saw his social media history. Like, he's an anarchist. Right. Uh, allegedly. So, like, okay, so, all right. Let's go with that. What does, it help any,
0: what does it help anything to go out and start talking about that? Like, how does that – because Jews right now right, – right now, Jews are having a problem. Right-wing Jews and left-wing Jews are having a problem – Narratively, because this guy did this. So when you go out and you say those kinds of things, even if it's what you think, like how, like yeah, and, and I'm assuming you're like a Machiavellian, right? Because you you are these, these are the, typically very Machiavellian people, right? Always like how can we manipulate stuff, right? Why not just why not just do with the basic manipulation, uh, the basic Machiavellianism of like not running to assist your enemy when they're in trouble, right? I mean, it's it's,
1: it, it's interesting because like this is how people. This is what irony does. This is how people overthink themselves, because I know that in real life, Aaron Bushnell and I probably would have been ideological enemies. But I admire the fact that he followed through on what he actually believed. Like, I wish I could have talked to him. I wish I could have tried to win him over to our side. But in the end, he saw something he truly believed in and he died for that. Right. I am not going to remove that. I am not going to. No, for I'm not going to. I'm
0: not going to take away the fact like that he martyred himself. Like that. Right. I mean, His martyrdom was totally valid, no matter what kinds of things he thought or said. And it's it was ultimately for the same thing that I think. Like I'm also because again, in the end, it was really just disgust and and refusal to participate in the genocide of Palestine. And he which had very all real other politics, for feeling that all other politics removed. Like I also just think that right. Like yeah. I just find what they're doing just disgusting on a fundamental level. Um. And he would have been well, directly but the other thing is this idea that it's yeah, like exactly so some exactly random right? group of brown people, that's not it's not random. There's nothing random about Palestinians. And and it's not just like, oh, two of my two, desert tribes fighting each other. No, there, there are examples in the world of tribes that you don't know about or don't care about or haven't heard much about fighting each other someplace, right? Or conflicts that you don't really give a shit. Like occasionally, like the Indians and the Pakistanis mix it up along the border in Kashmir there, and I legitimately look at that and I'm like, huh huh, well, you know what? I literally don't give any fucks because
1: it doesn't matter or to me. It, it, it's, India India, and China, like, getting into... Yeah,
0: getting, getting into, like, like stick fights. Mountain. Like, they smack each other with sticks or, like, paddles and shit like that. <laughs>
1: don't actually shoot yeah, we'll fall off cliffs and hand-to-hand <laughs> yeah. comet right is yeah yeah no it's
0: like i don't i legitimately don't care about those those conflicts frankly when somebody's like comes at me like oh the oppression of the uyghurs like, Yeah. i'm like i shrug because i'm like one this is probably mostly bullshit but two it's like i just don't care right like but when you talk about palestine it's like no no the entire like geostrategic <laughs> political position of the entire world tilts upon this conflict and um additionally our country our military our resources our entire government are like deeply implicated in the whole thing it's frankly like ever present part of of the everyday political life so telling me it's just some random matu brown tribes it's like would you say that if well, here's my here's here's a funny question you're involved well here's the, here's, the question. here's a question you're involved would you say matu brown tribes in the middle east fighting each other that i don't care about if half of biden's cabinet was palestinian would you have that same reaction it's a good point no you wouldn't you you wouldn't at all i mean these are people like you know it's so it's just it's nonsense like oh but it's like no that what that is is that is somebody like bap who's jewish Who's Jewish and promotes like like low-key kind of like uh, implied homosexuality or homoeroticism to to sell Zionism to like online right-wingers who are obsessed with male physiques um, and he, he's like, he's like inviting you he's not a nihilist he's engaging in a political targeted political strategy so if you adopt The point of view that he's pushing—the sort of ironic, sort of ironic, detached point of view of "lol, my two savage tribes," and let me talk more about um, whatever, like vitalism, or whatever dumb bullshit crap, like whatever silly, stupid ideology he pretends to be promoting—like you're just a mark,
1: because that's not what he he, thinks. All you need to do is look at people's reactions to the people who posted might makes right type shit what the reaction was to October 7th. Mm-hmm. Right and and
0: for someone like BAP he couldn't get away with doing a like tearful like bring the hostages back Maju's always victims cuz that would break his cover so what he did instead was he pretended like this is just two savage tribes that i don't care about and you shouldn't care about and these are just silly peasants but like, you don't well, he, really doesn't even, he
1: doesn't even do that he, does, he doesn't even do two savage tribes he he refers to israel as like a european ashkenazi like civilization project and that the what the palestinians are, doing are just retarded peasant uprisings yeah
0: yeah so yeah he he does that as like a uh that's kind of like a fallback position. So, so he does that now. The the two savage tribes things. He was doing that like initially, in order to um, because he was like because right in the heart of when like everyone was like cheering on Hamas, it was very difficult to push back. So now that things have settled down, now we can start like subtly promoting Israel a little bit. But again, the thing to understand well, he's done is – that like, before.
1: I mean like one of yeah. the – first post he ever did for the American Sun was basically explaining – like the, the problem that the Israel left was having because – and he put it in the context of Israel as this white suprem – quote-unquote white supremacist Ashkenazi colonizing civilization civilization project and he was saying that in an approving way.
0: Yeah, he doubles down on like the anti-left basically. He doubles down. That's why like just being anti-left is stupid cuz you'll just get sucked into like bapism cuz bap does the thing of like it's not even he's just an he's not even anti or well, he's anti-left, right? And and yeah. frankly, getting fucked up with like left right friend enemy distinctions is, is stupid. The, the friend enemy distinction is Jew gentile. And left and right stuff is like it, it matters when you're discussing like white people and stuff so you can figure out like where someone stands. But it's not like something important enough that I'm gonna change like change my view on something like this for right because left right between white it does it's not really that important Jews don't view it as very important I don't view it as very important either um and so BAP and and like Jews love to exist in that left right divide they love it because that's where they thrive they, they thrive when different everyone's talking about left and right because they run both right so it's like okay so if you if you're just obsessed with this view of it and and so. The thing is, it's important to understand, though. It's like whatever Bap is saying, he's lying. He's a Jew. He he doesn't believe these things. If you if you like join in his little click and like repost his stuff and do the irony and the gags and the posting of muscular, you know, oiled up men and then talking about like whatever. If you do all that, like to join in and have fun, yeah, you're a mark. Because he doesn't think that he's just a Zionist. He's a Jewish Zionist. You're just a mark. Like he's he's targeting you for entertainment product that he thinks you're going to like and consume
1: and well, to, to and, Bap- and 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 by bap's doing so credit. you like, become a bulwark yeah to bap's credit he doesn't even try to disguise the fact that he's a zionist like, he has always been vocally very zionist sure, of course he just but he tries to reframe it in a way that he thinks is gonna be more palatable
0: to he reframes it as like it's really cool because like you have you're you have muscles and you like I don't know, it's just stupid, it's dumb but my point is, like, that's it's a contrived thing, and he's not the only one, because you can go and you can find Jews that target people with other political priors, with very different narratives, and they're effectively all working out of the same office so, you know, it's the idea that there's a, a principle to be had there, no, Jews don't have one, the only principle for them is Jews Jewish power and Zionism, that's it, they don't care they'll they'll tell you anything Oh, you they, like, oh, you know, um They'll have BAP out there, like, oh yeah, yeah, Israel's is like a white colonizing um, European colonizing anti-leftist state, and you should like it because of like will to power shit, right? And they'll go and they'll be like, no, no, Israel is a brown people's indigenous uh, rights movement, and and we're being oppressed by like misogynistic, uh, patriarchal, misogynistic Arab states, right? Like it's just, it's, it's they'll say whatever the it, fuck they true. want. It's your own personal Israel. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, your own personal Zion. Your
1: own personal Zion.
0: We'll that's that. going to be the show title. It's yep. your own personal Zion, and you can, and and Jews will craft it just for you. And if you see it, it'll be right there for you. It's not real. It's fake. What Israel actually is is it, is an evil, filthy state filled with genocidal lunatics. Uh that's what it really is. It's just it's just genocidal lunatics that cause all the world's problems, wars, and conflicts. And they just need to be separated from everybody else, like, you know, and and never allowed to run anyone else's societies or use anyone else's people against anyone else. And then we can figure out how we're going to deal with the Muslims or the left or whatever the fuck, right?
1: That's that's the big myth is the idea that Zionism is nationalism. It's not. It's not one bit. It's global domination. Zionism is globalism.
0: Zionism is Jewish global domination. That's why people get confused with, like, the Russia thing. Like, why would you so invested in that? Well, because uh, the, you know, whatever you think about like the, the overall um, direction of this, oh, like some, oh, uh, bricks isn't going anywhere. It's uh, whatever. Like, if you want to do that shit, like, I don't, it's, who cares? The fact is, though, that it's there. And it's not thoroughly run by Jews like the West, so yeah, even, they are even, even actively, if it's
1: ineffectual, they're still mad about it. I mean,
0: they they yeah. don't think so. Like that's the other thing. It's like don't you know when people theory sell about um, like I look at how Jews are treating things, and I see like what's their reaction? How are they gauging this? Right. So when like online theory cells come to me with their ideas, it's like, oh yeah, it, it can not really work. It just doesn't matter. So, well, if Jews really thought like Russia couldn't it was like a weak frail country and it didn't really matter like why have they poured hundreds of billions of weapons and money into ukraine why are they propping this government up why are they why are they doing all this yeah, they treat the same way. why they are African they countries. saturating their media with with like stuff it's like it's silly right and obviously the other thing is about metapolitics politics obviously a thing right Metapolitics and changing discourse and opinions obviously I think because Jews spend like the bulk of their time doing that. <laughs> so it's like, again, what are the people that are actually running things doing? What are they doing? What are they saying? what are their goals like that's what i'm interested in i don't like some random guy who just like 25 year old who probably got sucked into leftist stuff because he was generally like a compassionate person and he he was fooled into he, all he that came, stuff he, like
1: he came from a town uh, an extremely white town in massachusetts yeah. orleans massachusetts he came yeah. from a 90 percent white town that was a you know just like one of those nice little white areas and he probably grew up with very conscientious liberal parents mm-hmm. no i know exactly
0: probably the kind of upbringing he had it probably wasn't that different than my own and i was a leftist i wasn't a leftist by the time i was his age he was 25 yeah, by, that point, by that time i'd already grown sick of, of leftist stuff but doesn't matter i at one point would have had very similar beliefs to him when i was a young man so again it's just like i don't i'm just i'm just not gonna get sucked into like the ghoulish crap like nah fuck you he pro- I mean, like, he, honestly,
1: I he, he probably grew up around people who constantly ingest MSNBC and stuff, and he was troubled by the inherent contradictions with the liberalism, the neoliberalism yeah. of the people he was surrounded by, which is why he went for the, uh, on the more hardline thing. Because if you grow up in that, either one of two things is going to happen. Either you're just going to become more hardcore ideologically, and eventually you have to decide what you're going to do about that, or you – like you break and you finally realize, like, oh, race actually is real, and you become a fascist. That's much rarer, but it does happen. Well, the other thing is, the other thing is, you also might just you might just do like the thing
0: where in your youth you you, you fool around with like extreme left stuff, and then you settle into being like a nice liberal once you start making money well, this, or whatever, right? But that,
1: that well, but since that's even, less but that's of like a, that's not an opportunity outlet. for so you why, to have. Yeah. Why they push drugs so heavily now is that. They don't want you like they don't want these types of people thinking too hard or taking yeah. idea their ideology to its natural right because legitimately going to become anti-Israeli no matter what. <laughs> when I saw smoking weed, I started becoming a Nazi. <laughs>
0: Yes. Like, I started down the path a bit, right? Now, I was always anti-Israel. You
1: know how obsessed I am with this. Like I, I am no, it's true. beat and how hard they're pushing ketamine and psychedelics. I and wonder. I've seen this.
0: I regret ever giving an interview to Andrew Morantz because I think this is that, that whole thing was part of, like, trying to understand that because I did talk to him how I used to hang out and party and, like, how I still like to drink alcohol, but I, know, I don't get, like, knocked down drunk or anything like that. I just have a few drinks just for fun. But how I absolutely do not like, touch, like, weed psychedelics, and I have, like, contempt and hate. I told him all of that. I, now I regret it. That, like, if not only inside, not only did I used yeah. to smoke weed, and I stopped, but I fucking have a seething hatred of weed, weed culture, and psychedelics, and, like, the people that do them, and the effects that they have on you, and that I think that they make people retards and stupid. Like, I told him all of that. He didn't really put any of that in his article, but I did tell him that about myself, because at the time I was too stupid, and I enjoyed talking about myself, so I was too dumb to know, like, I should clam up, not, not give this Jew any hints. Not that, like this stuff is all that hard for them to understand but still i didn't want to help
1: but um yeah if in you're like case, an ideological like left liberal type and you are managed to stay you know straight edge clean if you and you're honest with yourself if you follow your ideology to its logical conclusion even if you end up being anti-white you're also going to just by extension be anti-israel because israel does not fit into does yeah. not, does oh, not yeah. be Ideologically integrated into well, the you worldview you have been given. Yeah, you 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 just have
0: to be intimidated out of talking about it, which is basically what Jews are or working on right now. Fucked up mentally by drugs. Yeah, or that with that that just makes you enervated, right? Like the, the drug stuff just enervates you, so you're not gonna like. Because again, if you're just worrying about, cause eventually the drugs will. That's what they did with them. That's what they did with leftism in the sixties. They took, like, the Vietnam, anti-Vietnam War movement and, like, the radical left uprisings and they made it about, like, drugs and sex. And so this oh, is a classic classic, up, classic Jew move. Uh,
1: Happ- like, all the drug stuff really, like, shot up in 1968. What happened in 1967?
0: Yeah. Six days war. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people understand. I have a whole theory. We've developed here a whole theory of history based on the 67 war and the decision – the The decision of Jews to go full in on Zionism and effectively abandon the communist project
1: and and, and then therefore well, it's, inaugurate it's like the how new stuff left all coincides like yeah. uh, Suez crisis coincides with Hungarian stuff uh, a lot mm-hmm. of all the 60s stuff the late 60s stuff coincides with the Six Days War all of the uh, mid 70s stuff coincides with the Yom Kippur War. You can find all the stuff going on simultaneously like when you look at it. They yeah. keep it divorced when they put it in these books, but if you know the timeline, you realize, oh, wait a minute, what else is going on in the world this time? Well, what's remarkable is how this is not talked about. Like, it's funny, like, Carol
0: Quigley, I've talked about reading Tragedy and Hope, which I recommend people read at least up until he starts talking about World War II, where you might just get too annoyed to read it, but it's, you know, it's a worthwhile read. Israel's mentioned like two times in that book, yet it's supposed to be a history of the 20th century. And it's like, bro, like, it's not really. It's not really a history of the 20th century. It's like a history of the single most consequential, like. Time. <clears throat> yeah, it's like a history of the. It's like from the the point of view of like the mid 60s. It's like a history of the last hundred years. So you can't really say 20th century because it's like you know from the perspective. But it's funny because it was published like right on the cusp of the 67 war. It, it that had not happened yet. Um, and so he was still like very much trapped in certain Cold War paradigms, and of course he was saying like liberal west his position is like liberal western elites. so he doesn't say jews he he, in fact he oftentimes names them as wasps and anglos which maybe you could kind of get away with that in 1966 but no no longer he says this is this these people just should be the ruling class like he's like these they have the best ideas they have the best societies the most humane the most like he's like despite like all the problems that have happened like overall this is the best system that was his whole thing but,
1: um, yeah, but he doesn't well, he, even really talk talking, about it He was deal. He was talking about people like uh, James Jesus Angleton, the basically the godfather of the modern CIA, who um, you would call him a wasp, although he's technically a Catholic, but he's the one who bridged our intelligence communication with the Israelis. The reason yeah. why we have such a tight relationship with Mossad was because of James Jesus Angleton. But he was the template for that character that, that was in uh, – that's – the good shepherd of like the whole like oh you know you know I forget like one of the characters is saying like well, you know the the Italians have, have yeah the, the Matt Damon movie in, right in, where Jews yeah. have. Uh, uh have their religion, what do you have uh, the United States of America, you're just visiting. Well that that character is based off of James Jesus Angleton. Which is funny because he he's like our oh, but, but although, intelligence with
0: But I'm just giving him the United States of America to to the Jews. Like I'm just gonna yeah, do that. For just, money, like yeah, probably which is like, what
1: James like, Jesus Angleton did.
0: Right. Yeah. Just like, yeah, here, take it. Like, no, it's yeah. But you know, again I think that this is the this is the point. And I think that whatever else you say, like th- this did again, it's like what does it mean – this is another funny thing. What does it mean to have a political impact or a political effect? Are the Jews going to continue with their their plan, which is right now the plan is to um, de- depopulate Gaza, the Gaza Strip, right? And I don't give a shit what anybody says this is the plan and it's obvious when you see what happens I, I noticed that um yesterday or late late last night or early this morning headline came out would, yeah like, they
1: wouldn't be pussyfooting around if that wasn't the plan
0: no the reason that everyone's like what's israel's plan they don't seem to have a plan they've had a plan all along i i briefly fell for they don't seem to have a plan thing but then i like i in the back of my mind i was like i know that all of them sit there and they talk about like we just want to kick them all out. Like I know that ultimately yeah, they, that's what they all want to do and that goes for the liberals as well as the, the extreme right wing and the whole point is like how do we manage to do that? Yeah, so as usual – They're
1: trying to figure out when and how to do it. That's like – you can tell well, by basically
0: – It's just it, – it's it's a drawn-out thing. Like it's like every every diplomatic initiative, everything they do is just to buy time so they can keep doing that. Now the, the process here, this has been the process since the, Israel was created, right? Right. And the 1967 thing, then the Oslo thing, like all that. Oslo, we're now seeing like Oslo like condense into a shorter time period because they're like, okay, we're going to do like negotiations. We'll have a ceasefire here. We'll do a hostage exchange. We'll we'll go to this country and we'll have talks and we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this and the other. Meanwhile, like they continue to just keep pushing and they're going to keep doing that. So last night, early this morning, the headline was like Biden says – he has a uh, deal of like Israeli hostages for like four hundred Palestinian hostages combined with like a certain amount of time of ceasefire, and that they're working on this. They almost are there, and he comes out with it right this this afternoon. I go to the Times of Israel, and they're like, "Yeah, no, no like yeah, that's not real." Like they're just like immediate pushback from Israel on that. So again, it's just it's just buying time, and again, the, the Jews are saying we're going to invade Rafa. And they're saying, but don't worry, we have a plan to get the civilians out of harm's way. And of course, we also have the satellite photos showing the massive refugee camps being built in the Sinai by the Egyptian government, which is absolutely like behind the scenes working with them on this. So that is what is going to happen unless somebody intervenes with force. um, But additionally theoretically, it's highly unlikely, but theoretically some kind of political intervention by the American people. Of course, we'd have to circumvent our entire political apparatus, which is very difficult, almost impossible. But um, that's another thing that could stop it, right? And so, but it also could just throw bumps in the road, and it also, the fact that they can't trust their military, that causes big problems. Like, the Jews could be having a much easier time of this, and they're not. And even if, basically, uh, what's his name, even if Aaron Bushnell steals, like, just two media cycles from them. That's two days he's buying. It's
1: not even you know? really the media Defending. cycle; it's the fact that people are. Uh, it's the overall
0: long-term thing too.
1: The idea, Fu- yeah, functionaries talking about him.
0: That's, yes, everybody's that's talking amazing. about this. He he did. He actually did. If you want to talk about metapolitics, step back for a second from your own ideas and preferences about who he might be. Like, don't let that shit fuck you up. Like that's my whole thing. Don't let that shit fuck you up. Step back. Look at what he did. This objectively caused more harm to the Jewish Zionist project than, like, a lot of things I've seen in a long time. And it it did it because they don't have a good explanation for it. There's obviously – it's obviously the type of thing that is going to appeal to a certain type of sensibility. Um, They need to look like shit to – you know, like, they have to look like – like, the only people that are really jumping on board with it – also say things like at the same time, like, I don't care when children are massacred. It's like you, you – people don't want to, like, associate with that kind of shit, right? Like, if you're like, oh, well, this guy died for something, but he's a moron also. Like, who cares if brown kids get blown up? And it's like, all right, well, if you, if you think you're going to influence other whites with that kind of talk, you're going to only influence, like, the most retarded and depraved elements – which the more those types you attract like the more disgusting you're going to become to the rest of the white population so like good luck with that but that's the other problem that's also a problem for Jews is it's like the only people cheering you on are people who are openly telling everyone that they're like psychos or, or, or you know I, they're doing an online but, act it's not real,
1: but like people are willing to to make themselves look like that I don't know it's a it's, the, it's the, well' it's the same reason why the Japanese left has always been <sighs> ineffectual for the longest time is because they have two examples that really uh, fuck them up and make them examine themselves because you have on one hand Yukio Mishima who was considered a clown by Japanese standards who died for even like if you say like it's an aesthetic thing he was dying for he died for an aesthetic ideal he died for something and the fact that he was able to take things to that uh, to that logical endpoint that he saw and followed through on it, and messed them up. By the contrast, the most successful Japanese left wing movement was the Japanese Red Army, and they the bulk of them went over and fought for the Palestinians. Well, like, there they, was that one Japanese they, they guy saw, that killed a bunch of Jews, right? What was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he like shot. Uh, Kozo, uh, uh, Ko, I think it's Kozo Okamoto, mm-hmm. Okamoto something like that. Yeah. The one who was you, the picture, the famous picture of him being like you yeah. know, this tiny Japanese the guy. Jew, the Jew fears the samurai, yeah. legit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like these hardcore Japanese left wingers They like, saw the fight being in Israel, and they went over there. And it wasn't just Kozo Okamoto's, like the most well known one, but there was a bunch of other them w- that went over there as well. Like the Japanese Red Army, it's mo- like they were most effective in fighting Israel, not like not fighting in Japan. And so, like you have people who want to have these left wing beliefs in. Japan and they their contrast is like they have Yukio Mishima a right winger who died for an aesthetic belief and then they have the Japanese Red Army that went over and did terrorism and freedom fighting in Israel and it's like what what do we believe what does it like what are we willing to die for like on these extreme ends like they had they took their ideals to their logical conclusion we we're not willing to risk anything for it and by like they've been paralyzed by this inaction for decades because they realize like, how false their beliefs really are like how false their consciousness is and it troubles them and I see the same thing developing with Bushnell it's, like people are developing like they're, try- they're going into ironic detachment because it's really troubling their false consciousness like this guy like no matter what you think of what he actually believed was like, he followed through on everything to its logical conclusion and how many people are willing to do that
0: yeah I think um, there's something to that but I think there's also like a significant number of people in america are legitimately too stupid to understand something oh i mean like yeah i mean like like, i'm talking
1: about about the functionary
0: yeah the people i'm talking about the the people that are out there spinning these narratives fully understand the political implications of all it which is why they're sort of seemingly like in some kind of desperate scramble it's very interesting again it's like again when do people break what's always fun to watch is when people like break frame on what they believe in order to do like 180, like people who say legitimately people say like metapolitics, changing the discourse, like doing that, like and then saying this is ineffectual or this doesn't do anything like you're lying. Like you can be against it, but you have to say as a metapolitical act, it was highly effective. This guy is going to be remembered too. people are going to be t- still talking about this. People still talk about Rachel Corey. People still talk about Rachel Corey. Rachel Corey I'm sure, come up in a lot of conversations in the last couple of days as well. People still talk about her. And they did that same thing with her because they show pictures of her, like, ripping an American flag or something like that. Now I'm just like, okay, based. (laughs) But it's also like, I I understand what Rachel Corey was. I know what she was about. I know what her beliefs were. But that doesn't excuse, like, a Jewish, uh, you know, bulldozer driver from, like, running her over. I mean, she legitimately, like, lay in front of somebody's house so that, like, evil kikes couldn't destroy a family's home. You know, and people say like, oh, like this self sacrificing aspect of whites is um is like a weakness. I don't really think it is.
1: It's a strength. She I don't really think it I, is. I think I it's think inspiring that the, the, she died for what she believed. In. Right. And like nobody respects a mercenary. Nobody respects a mercenary. You died right. because A. Right. And so
0: I would say like the the first of all. Also, if online right-wingers are doing, like, Christianity stuff, and then they're saying people that engage in acts of self-sacrifice, like, again, I'm not saying that these people are, like, Jesus, but I'm saying, like, your religion is based on the idea of self-sacrifice for others as, like, the highest, like, the that's a, that, there's a reason that, that religious ideal resonates with Europeans, right? Because, like, frankly, the idea, again, like, I don't even need to explain this, right? And well, uh, people will be like, I mean, oh, you're that's, saying that's that this true. person is like Christ. And I'm like – I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that based on your religious – the principles of Christianity, you should at least respect somebody who martyrs themselves yeah. for a higher cause. And I know
1: Muslims do. Muslims respect well, Christ- both of these people. For Christians, we like – like the, there's a reason why the story of St. Paul resonates. I mean he persecuted the first Christians. He – was the cause of the of the death of the first christian martyr saint stephen and right. But he is transformed because of these uh, of like this road to Damascus situation of seeing the martyrs, and he is overcome by the experience of what this religious force is, and he he becomes one of us. He becomes right. a Christian. Like that's like from the Christian perspective, that's why the story of Saint Paul resonates. That even though like he mocks the whole idea of martyrdom and he participated in the destruction of the first martyr, it's like, like an irony, is, bro. For a while, he, is, right? he yeah. Well, he's overcome by it. He's conquered by it. Right. And so again like the point here is I don't think the
0: tendency of why the problem is of course we always talk about how like this 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 has been hijacked Jews understand that this is a potent force, so they hijack it, and they use it against you. They they, make, they, use, they have us use, use ourselves against ourselves. They use our better nature against ourselves. So we start by telling us, by using their control of narrative and myth and media to tell white people, you're bad. You've always been bad. Every time you've asserted yourselves, it's been bad. Every time you've – and, and you see leftists say these kinds of things, right? And I, I always finger-wag at leftists when they talk – when they do this in the context of Zionism, when they let this previous – self-hatred programming distract them. So there's like this leftist, um, Owen Jones. He's a British leftist. He oh, went on yeah. – um, yeah, he's kind of gay. He went on <laughs> – yeah. uh, yeah, he's I very guess. gay. I think he's actually literally gay, if I'm not mistaken. I don't he know. He might be. I, I, you might be right. Anyway, I always forget. If he remember. went on Piers Morgan to talk about Palestine, and he did a good job. And he actually didn't let Piers Morgan get away with – his dissembling and shit, and he and he called them out on some he like some things. Like, Pierce Morgan was literally saying like, Hamas is genocidal, and I don't see how you can say that about Israel. And he was like, Oh Whoa. yeah, and
1: they're, and they're bringing him out because he is gay, so they, like they get really mad about queers for Palestine's type stuff. So,
0: oh, so he is he is gay. Well, but then he
1: I also gay. see him out on Twitter, you know, talking
0: about where, where like you see like right and and um anti like Islamophobes or anti Islam right wingers talking about oh all like the violence and terror of islam and he's like no the real violence is coming from west sub white western civilization i mean like, dude shut the fuck like this is just like a retard slap fight like shut the fuck up like that is when every time you do that you're helping zionism owen yeah like every time you let them get you on a different topic you're helping them talk about the thing that they don't want to talk what is it what is it that they don't want to talk about talk about nothing else se-
1: that makes sense because he he basically is a que- he's the British Queers for Palestine. Yeah, so of like course person. they bring him on. now
0: it was a good the interview with Piers Morgan. He like caught Piers Morgan in stupid shit, but like how hard is that really, right? Like Piers Morgan's kind of a fucking clown, right? So like, I mean his his show was
1: legitimately a clown show. Yeah, like, it, it, well, how, how you know a British person is a clown is if they have to make their career in the United States. <laughs> That's basically how you know a British person is a clown. They're like the, the British media wasn't clownish enough for them. That's like exactly like well like you know John Oliver that um, what's his name James Corden, uh, yeah. Piers Morgan. Like we get like we get basically like the funny thing is like, like Americans are like, enamored with like the British accent, but like if a British person has to work over the United States, that means they couldn't make it in Britain for some reason. And Britain British media is fully clown showed Like that exactly. Its, own, it's like really cl-
0: it's like really clownish. Like it's like, yeah, like how bad
1: are you that you couldn't make it in British media? Right.
0: I mean. The Piers Morgan was the guy who literally like he did like the 16 minute interview with Hans Neiman and he like kept t- talking about anal beads and it was actually really fucking funny but he kept he coming actually, back he to did it. that, oh my, oh my god. Dude, he talked to it, he, he, he came back to it like three or four times to the point where like Neiman's lawyer was like, bro, like you're obviously just doing this for rating. Like I would have just said, like, bro, like you just keep saying anal beads for, so people will share these clips and Piers <laughs> Morgan would be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm doing that.
1: Well, how else am I going to get my rebel? Because he was reveling. like,
0: he was like, <laughs> after like ten minutes in the interview, he goes like, "So, I suppose I should ask you, have you ever used anal beads to cheat at chess?" And the guy was just like, "I mean, look, I actually like started sympathizing with Neiman because he was
1: just like." Are you, are you fucking kidding me! Anyway, I but sim- that's the kind I of clowning with anybody who's being interviewed by Piers Morgan. I, I would
0: have been, been to Ford. Owen Jones. Like, have you ever used anal beads to like fight Zionism? You'd be like, every day. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm, I right now. You know, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's like because God knows there's one thing that, that Jews don't like is is goys messing around anal beads. Right? Mm-hmm. This like, obviously something they don't like. But um, anyway, yeah. So that. That's the thing. with that. That's annoying, right? And, and I try to make these points. I don't think leftist pro-Palestine people are listening to me, but I make these points to them. And the other main that. point is that, like, when you – some of them are looking at what we're saying. When you let yourself be distracted by your programming to love Jews and be against anti-Semitism to the point where when Israel is engaging in an act of genocide, 30,000 people are dead at least – like, five cities have been destroyed. God knows how many people are dead and buried under the rubble. People are starting to die of hunger. There is an active plan to attack a city with one and a half million refugees in and flush them into another country. America is just, like, supporting all of it, pretending to go against it, but not doing a damn thing. Uh, like, the world is looking on in stupefaction. Like, can't believe this is actually going on. While that's happening, you're policing yourselves for anti-Semitism? You're taking the time to police the people that are against this that are opposing it for their view on Jews? You're setting up a litmus test for who can and cannot speak out and oppose this based on and it's all Jews doing this and and Owen Jones is fucking guilty of falling right into that. Falling right into what?
1: that. What it, what I would love to say to anyone He should burn like, himself across, alive. Across all spectrums, like why do you – like in on this issue, why do you feel the need to constantly look over your shoulder to say what you really mean, to say what you really feel? Why is that? Examine that. Why do you – why are you so afraid? Well, why Especially is it like, you let – why a, do you genocide's even – Genocide happening. Why do you – why are you so afraid to say something?
0: Why are you letting – also for those those that aren't afraid of saying genocide is happening, why are you letting yourself be distracted by Jews in your thing? Who are making you make your – like half of your activism dedicated to sniffing out anti-Semites or making sure anti-Semites aren't allowed to be there. Like when we were in Washington, like, D.C. – Or even worse,
1: distracting again yeah, to white supremacists, which they'll, some, which they'll sometimes try to do, is try to get people on the white supremacist trail.
0: Like uh, they, they were – when we were in D.C., like the actual Palestinians there – we have told the story before. They were – I was making the point like – to the leftists, because the leftists were doing the bit of like trying to police who isn't, isn't. And I was basically saying to them, who made you, who gave you the right to say who can and cannot advocate for Palestinians? And the Arab people were like shaking their head in agreement. And a bunch of them came up and like gave, like, shook my hand and gave me a hug and stuff. Like, so they agreed with that. So that also kind of goes to the thing like, they're never gonna, they're never gonna like reciprocate it, right? Some of them won't, but the ones that won't are, like, the pieces of shit that just like the privileges they get in the West. Like, Jamie had a conversation on Twitter the other day. She was telling me, some, like, UK Muslim who said, like, I like the anti the Palestine stuff that you're doing, but I don't like white nationalists because they all want me to, like, leave the UK. And she said, like, well, you should leave. <laughs> and, and And, like, so, of course, he's, like, he says, like, I think people should be allowed to, like, live anywhere as long as they're respectful to each other. Now, what I would have said is like that's effectively what jews say. Yeah, I was gonna say like, well, then what's your problem with Israel? Then, right? What's your problem? I guess it's like they're not respectful, but they could just throw they go. Oh, the Palestinians weren't respectful, right? So it's like again, because y- the Palestinian claim is is an indigenous land claim. It's a rightful claim to the land. It's not about like respectfulness or not. It's like no, this is our land. We were here first. It belongs to us. These are people are interlopers. Yeah. They came late and they use violence. And, and, the Isra- and, and, the, and the Israelis get, you're fighting
1: yeah. with now were born and raised there. So, I mean, like if your argument is like, well, we can't kick people, these people out of Europe because they were born and raised there. Well, the Israelis were born. And right. Raised there. So, and like, frankly, if, like, if you're a brown person making that argument, sorry, like you can't like. The, no, you you've no just
0: you, you've been converted like Jews have you. And frankly, since you enjoy the privileges and benefits you get from living in the United Kingdom more than you care about Palestine, you've just been corrupted. Like the, you've won. Like you are a product of Zionism. Congrats. Well done. You know, and so that's what I would say to that guy. Like of course Jamie's yeah. like, Oh, I didn't think of saying all that. I might it doesn't really matter, but like, you know, like just for next time keep these talking points in the Rolodex. But but that's the facts, right? If you if again, what should happen? I'm like, you should you should be drafted into Bashar Assad's army. <laughs> like you should go you should be forcibly returned to Syria and Bashar Assad to draft you into his army to fight Israel. That's what should happen to you
1: um and that's I mean, exactly I mean, if you have a problem with bashar al assad i'm sure i'm sure he would love even if you're not like from syria i'm sure he would love to have you there especially if you are yeah. oh yeah, yeah right. okay if you're, a co- a if we can, of it doesn't matter where up, you know, live you know, well, like, apparently apparently you believe in a country of immigrants so why don't you go right, go right, to right no yeah no syria, yeah, sir- syria go, is as good as anywhere else
0: right like no it doesn't matter where you were born right no go fight in syria like i you weren't born there what does that matter people can live wherever they want right or people should just be respectful go there and be respectful by joining the army
1: I mean, I, that's unironically what I believe.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I've legitimately I believe. I'm also, like, frankly, because I put race above. Uh, I, I believe in the racial concept first. Like, it's Syria is an Arab state. You're an Arab. Like, it, you're not so different. Like, even if you're from, like,
1: yeah. like well, Syria, Iraq or not like yeah. a, Syria's not even like a pure Arab state. Like, it, it is actually. Right. Right. It actually is a multi-cultural, uh, multi-ethnic, multi-religious yeah. state. So yeah no like it's all all of place. them are, and that's like people like people would be talking about like Sykes Pico
0: and shit It's like yeah well who 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 benefited from that oh it was it was Joe's anyway, um since we're up against the hour and take a little break here, yeah. and uh those of you listening to the free hour or pirating go and get a paywall subscription at the right slash paywall. And we will be back, those of you listening to the... It's extremely easy, it's pretty instantaneous. Yeah, those of you listening to the real show, we'll just be back in one second.